0: And today we're going to do the third part in our motivation series. Today we have a sponsor. It's Create Profits Online, the mastermind community for entrepreneurs. They want to gather with other entrepreneurs to learn how to create profits online. Join them at createprofits.online. All right, somebody hit the button. Let's get going here. Learn to make money online the right way. You're listening to the Create Profits Online Podcast with the dude that puts more glide in your stride, more pep in your step. And if you don't dig this mess, you got the wrong damn address. From the back of the shack, getting down to the nitty gritty in the big city, here's your host, Todd Snively. And he's looking damn pretty. Let's go. All right, I've been getting a lot of good feedback about the last two sessions that we've done on this topic. And now it's time to get a little more technical. What happens in your brain when you are motivated towards your major goals and when you're not? I mean, how is it that some people are able to push through the distractions of hunger, anxiety, and discomfort and work toward their goals anyway? Now, the reason that our motivation is flexible, is that our brain and body don't know the difference between what is happening in the real world and what is happening inside our mind's eye. In other words, we can use visualization in order to tell our body that there is a threat or a great reward to work toward. And if we are good enough at this, it, it can become so real that it triggers a huge flood of hormones. Now, for example, imagine that you genuinely believe there is a murderer outside your window right now. There's not one, but the very fact that you believe there is means that your body is going to be flooded with adrenaline, cortisol, and other stress-related hormones. You'll experience a physiological response that causes you to shake, tremble, and maybe even bring up your dinner. Now, you will have no problem motivating yourself to check outside the window or to hide under the covers. Neuroscientists are increasingly subscribing to a theory called embodied cognition. This states that we think by using visualization in order to understand the world. What is meant by this? Well, once upon a time, scientists believed in something called mentalese. This was the hypothetical universal machine code of the brain scientists wanted to understand how humans were able to garner meaning from conversation and spoken and written language in other words when we understand language how is this happening what are we translating that language into in order to actually comprehend it in lieu of any real answer mentalism was suggested as a possibility embodied cognition suggests that there is no universal machine code and that instead we comprehend meaning and language by relating it to our own physical experiences. We essentially play a little animation of what we're reading or listening to using our own senses and our own bodies to understand it. So when someone tells you that they walked through the woods, you understand this by visualizing trees and by remembering the feeling of leaves crunching under your foot. When you discuss maths, you understand it by relating that to your own experiences with quantities and objects. Our understanding is routed in our physical experience, even if you aren't consciously aware of this happening. Brain scans appear to confirm this theory, or at least lend support to it. They show that when we hear a story or think about something, areas of our motor cortex and sensory cortices light up, as though we were using them. And as such, as far as the body is concerned, there's little difference between walking through a cold wood and actually walking through the wood. The experience is very similar, and as such, the hormonal response is also very similar. Likewise, when you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning, you will have a flash of realization when you think about the repercussions. You might very briefly imagine yourself being fired, shamed, And destitute. And this is just as real as that feeling of comfort in bed. This is how you can motivate yourself to do something. When you think about what could be gained by working on your physique or by writing that book or by working on your business, you will visualize that end point. Again, this might happen unconsciously. This can release a huge amount of dopamine, that reward hormone, which controls motivation and goal-oriented behavior this will then activate a pattern of activity in the brain called the salience network this is the part of the brain that causes us to switch attention from one thing to another and then to hold that focus this network is made up of the executive control network conscious control of attention and motivation and the dorsal attention network reflexive response to stimuli one of the key brain areas involved in this is called the anterior cingulate cortex. When that part of the brain is damaged, it can leave a person with absolutely zero attention or motivation. They find it impossible to stick to tasks and eventually becoming completely inert. So how then can you use visualization in order to work towards your goals? Well, the first tip is to make sure that the thing you're working towards is something that you feel extremely passionate about. This is perhaps the most important way to stay motivated and disciplined, to have an end goal that you truly care about, one that you get excited thinking about. And this is something that Arnie always said, that he was happy to go through rep after rep of grueling work in the gym simply because he believed that every single one of those reps would bring him closer to his goal of being Mr. Olympia. You need a goal like that in order to stay motivated. What if you don't know your life purpose? or your end goal. Well, that's fine. You don't need to be changing the world here. Even working toward a short-term immediate goal will have similar benefits. Just make sure there's always something you are working on and toward. You need to make sure that this goal you're working toward is something that speaks to you emotionally. That means it should be something that you feel will help you become actualized. But at the same time, it should also be something that will help you build respect, that will help you to support your family, and that will ensure you put food on the table. In other words, the more of your needs, the ambition, and the goal meet, the greater your chances of success. What if the thing you're working on doesn't have any emotional payoff for you? What if you need to focus on a project given to you by your dense manager? Now, notice how this is the kind of work you really struggle with? The answer is, think about the reason you need to do this work. In this case, focus on what career success might mean for you and try to make the work you're doing more inherently engaging. If you're writing a dull article about something you don't care about, try and find what is exciting about that topic or challenge yourself to write the very best article with the best structure and the best grammar possible. This will help your work to truly come alive. And I want, about, I want to talk about fear for a minute because humans are naturally risk-averse. Again, this is an evolutionary hangover that once made a lot of sense in terms of our survival. We couldn't afford to take big risks with our safety or our resources, and so we would cling to things we needed. This was effective back then, but today it has the effect of making us somewhat static and unchanging. We're happy to stick with the status quo because at least it is safe and predictable. One answer then is to focus more on the stick as well as the carrot. In the case of completing dull work, try to think about what will happen if you're late handing in your work again. Think about the awkward conversation and the stress it will cause regarding your job satisfaction. A small amount of stress, called oostress, is a positive thing. Too much is bad for motivation, but this is something we'll address in an upcoming podcast. Another thing to consider is the threat of not progressing. What happens if you don't work on your physique? Simple. You stay out of shape forever and get progressively worse. You never fix your self-esteem and you create more and more health problems that make it even harder to turn things around. What happens if you never start applying for other jobs or negotiate higher pay? You potentially remain stuck in a dead-end job for the rest of your life, or at least miss out on huge amounts of money that could make you and your family much happier. Those are some pretty compelling sticks. In the latter example, the hope is that the threat of being stuck in the same position forever is enough of an emotional motivation, a tangible enough vision, To override the slightly awkward thought of having to talk about salary with your boss. Another tip is to use something called priming. Priming means getting yourself into the right mental state for the work you need to complete. Now that's not to be confused with neural priming, which is a completely different, though very interesting topic. For example, then. If you need to work out but can't muster the motivation to do so, you can always try watching a motivational video of someone training instead. Likewise, if you're struggling to stay focused on your work, you could watch a video of someone else being productive. Doing this helps to light up the right brain areas. Our mirror neurons and natural empathy help us to feel as though we are working on the thing we need to work on and the encouraging music and dramatic angles trigger the desired emotional response. You know, likewise, you can also motivate yourself by using the right environment. We already discussed how you could remove distractions and thus make it easier to concentrate on what you're supposed to be focused on but how about tuning the environment to support and encourage maximum productivity this concept was explored in depth in the book deep work by cal newport there the author discussed the possibility of creating a space designed entirely around the concept of encouraging productivity and inspiration This space included areas filled with inspirational items and great works, for example, that would help to inspire and subtly influence the person trying to be productive. We can create something similar in our own office environments and even our own gyms by filling them with things that will make us feel productive and inspired to do our best work. So by considering all these factors, we can hack our motivation and become the most productive and hardworking versions of ourselves. Not by reasoning with ourselves and trying to convince ourselves to work harder, but by making the work we're doing become the thing we can't stop thinking about. Now, let's say that you have a goal that you're entirely focused on and extremely passionate about. You've cleared your schedule. Your home is perfectly conducive to that writing or productivity or training, but you still can't find the motivation to get productive. Why not? Well, how about this? Can you drop and give me 100 push-ups right now? Unless you're in the car or on the train, there isn't much of a good reason why not, but I bet you don't do it. Come on, I double dare you. Hey, I double dare you. So what's stopping you now? The problem very often comes down to energy. And this is another aspect of motivation that is so often misunderstood and overlooked. Too many people claim that they don't manage to achieve their goals because they don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to work out. I'd love to learn a language, but I don't have time. There isn't enough time in the day to look for a new job or start a business. None of this is true. You can always find more time in the day. You can look for a new job or start a business while you're even commuting. Or even when you're on the toilet, you could get up 15 minutes earlier and do a workout. You could learn a language on Bluetooth headphones while you're cooking. And I bet that you've spent plenty of time doing other things. Watched any good TV shows recently? Yeah? Then how can you sit there and tell me you don't have any time? Have you really not wasted any time on Facebook lately? Is your itinerary that packed? So if there is time, then why is it you can't do the thing you want to do? Well, the answer is energy. Energy is finite. You cannot simply keep piling more and more on top of an already packed schedule and expect not to be tired. The reason that you come home from work and just want to crash on the sofa is that you're too tired to do anything useful. Even to do something useful like reading. The more tired you get, the more your motivation and willpower are depleted. This is why we are more likely to snack in the evening. We even start making more selfish decisions come the evening, according to many studies. Even if this is something you really want to do, when you are spent, your body is going to want brainless activity. So what do we do about this? Sometimes, no matter how much you try to cajole or trick your brain into wanting to do the thing you're telling it to do, you just can't manage it. This is certainly true when you're trying to fit more into your routine than you realistically can. So what's the secret? One such answer is to make the things you want to achieve work around your existing routines and energy levels. Maybe you decide to train extra hard on a Monday because it's the one day where you can get to go to the gym. You can perform other workouts in shorter modules lasting 10 minutes. So instead of training your whole body for an hour, you know, train biceps for 10 minutes, lats for 10 minutes, pecs for 10 minutes, etc. You can then take one or two of those modules and squeeze in a super short workout while, I don't know, your baby's sleeping or something. The thing that keeps you busy. For myself, I've learned when I work best. Now, this routine has me exhausted, and I know that as soon as I have dinner, I'm going to be completely finished. Dinner triggers the release of large amounts of serotonin, which the body converts into the sleep hormone melatonin. Not only that, but once you sit down, your body will enter a deep state of relaxation. So stay on your feet to remain energetic longer. A long time ago, I stopped watching what I call the junk on channels like like YouTube. I found that my willpower and my motivation would just abandon me. So instead of watching useless YouTube videos, I watch inspiring documentaries and things that I can learn from and further my business. And sometimes I multitask. I'll listen to podcasts with just a single earbud in while I'm doing something else, something fun maybe. And I'll be productive in fleeting moments, you know, as I move my laptop around from one room to another. In other words, I find ways to fit what I need to do around my natural rhythms and my routine, rather than trying to force the other way around. Note that very often, your energy problem is actually a stress problem. That's because stress is something that can affect us all differently, but which is always emotionally exhausting. In a moment, you're going to learn how you can motivate yourself and gee yourself up in order to gain more physical energy and strength. But the same is also true. Bad news, an argument, or a stressful thought can all take the wind immediately out of your sails. So learn to protect against these things using meditation and mindfulness. Now I use that word gee just to A minute ago you know you really got to gee yourself up sometimes I mean the the other option is you got to find ways waking yourself up so what's one of the best options it's a little bit of physical exercise now often we don't want to exercise because we're too tired but as soon as we start we feel more awake again Exercise increases the demand for blood around the body and muscles, which in turn accelerates your heart rate and breathing. This sends signals through the vagal nerve to the pituitary gland, triggering a release of adrenaline and related hormones. This makes you stronger, more energetic, and more awake. So start with light exercise, such as some stretching or a little bit of light bouncing up and down. Don't even demand anything more of yourself than that. This can then give you enough energy to do more should you wish to. It can also help you to gain more energy for a host of other tasks. This is one reason that office workers are often encouraged to get up and walk around the room. And it doesn't matter if you're working out of your home or out of an office building. You have to get up every now and then and walk around. Maybe you're not in the mood to jump up and down even. Can't think of anything worse to do than that. (laughs) Then you could always try a trick from the animal kingdom. It's called pendiculation and it's essentially stretching or not stretching exactly, but reaching your toes and then holding that position for two minutes. You know, rather it means stretching as in a yawn, as in the way that your cat or your dog will stretch when they first wake up after a nap. This movement involves elongating the body with a slight muscle contraction and it feels extremely relieving and cathartic. I find myself doing this even in bed before I get up in the morning. Now, the reason for this is that you're contracting and then relaxing the muscles in order to help let go of stored tension. This can help to immediately remove stiffness, stiffness that otherwise can easily be mistaken for tiredness. Not only that, but it also helps to wake up that connection between the brain and the sensory motor cortex. When we don't use the muscles for a while, this can lead to something called sensory motor amnesia. By contracting the muscle, the connection between the brain and the limb is reinforced. In fact, a yawn is actually a form of pendiculation, which helps to release tension in the respiratory muscles, including the intercostal muscles, which expand and contract the chest to open and close the lungs, your jaw muscles, and the diaphragm. And if you're planning on doing something physical, but the thought of moving makes you come out in hives and you can't muster the body control to do it, then try stretching. Finally, another way to wake yourself up when all you want to do is curl up in a ball It's to splash some cold water on your face. The reason for this is that we have lots of very sensitive nerve endings in the face, which when stimulated with cold water can trigger something called the mammalian dive reflex. This effectively increases blood flow to the brain and can trigger what athletes and others often refer to as a flow state. Not to mention waking you up and helping you overcome any lingering sense of fatigue. And did you know that motivation can make you physically stronger? This is where stories of mothers lifting cars off their children come in. And it's not impossible. A shot of adrenaline helps to increase muscle contraction and max strength. Did you know that it's even possible to reduce the physical symptoms of alcohol intoxication simply by willing yourself to? Have you ever noticed how you can quickly sober up when something bad happens on a night out? All this shows the power of motivation and will. It shows that if you're excited enough, then you can trigger enough of an emotional response to overcome even physical ailments. So how do you get to this point? Options include using motivational videos again using music or just having a pep talk with yourself remind yourself why you're doing this what the consequences are if it goes wrong and what the emotional hook is well i think this is a good spot to call it a session we've gone about 30 minutes now i want to thank you for spending some time with me today to learn a little bit more about how motivation works and how you can make it work in your life please join me for the next part on our motivational series. If you have any questions, just drop them down into the comments. I'll make sure to get to them. And thank you again for all the previous kind comments. Remember, visit createprofits.online if you want to get together with other like-minded entrepreneurs to learn how to make money online in a safe mastermind environment. Until next time, you guys take care.